0: It's Davidoff week on The Cigar Dave Show. We're joined by Klaus Kellner, Senior Brand Ambassador the Cigar Dave Show is presented by the new Camacho Nicaragua forged in fire with full frontal flavor. Camacho, live loud available at DavidoffGeneva.com by the New World Oscuro from AJ Fernandez draped in a bold, dark Nicaraguan wrapper and jam-packed with ultra-flavorful Nicaraguan fillers, the Box Press New World Oscuro delivers medium to full-bodied, elegant taste AJFcigars.com and by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaragua series, 100% pure Nicaraguan tobaccos, 100% full-bodied flavor. GurkhaCigars.com. This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. Well, one of the favorite people in the cigar industry that I enjoy so much being around is... Hendrik Kellner, Hanky Kellner, the man behind Tabacos Dominicanos in the Dominican Republic. And another one of my favorite people happens to be his son who grew up in the cigar industry and around the farms and the cigar factories down in Santiago, República Dominicana. And I am pleased to say hello and welcome to Cigar Day, the Cigar Day podcast. Klaus Kellner, the Senior Manager of Brand Activations for Davidoff, also known as the Senior Brand Ambassador. Klaus, great to have you on today.
1: Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be on. And I can tell you that you're definitely also one of my favorite people in the industry. So I'm glad to be on the show, too.
0: Absolutely. Now, before we get into you, I've always got to talk about your dad because your dad and I go back about 24 years or so, and I remember the very first time that I met your dad. It was actually at Tabacos Dominicanos in his Mm -hmm. office, and I'll never forget walking in. He had a giant map of all the different farms and the different flavor levels, and then he had the the Kellner scale of strength. That he had uh, on the wall. And I remember the first time we did an interview together and, uh, Let's just say that your dad was not as talkative as he was now when I have him on the show. Uh, he, he wasn't as talkative then as he is now. So it was pretty much yes or no answers. But uh, I, I stopped. I remember we were recording, and I stopped, and I said, Henke, you got to give me more than yes or no. So after that, it was great. And every time I see him, of course, I ask him one question, and a half an hour later, the interview is done because he really uh, – he. he, he it, goes into the various nuances of cigars and tobacco and really shares his knowledge with all of our cigar connoisseurs. So let's talk about your background. You obviously were born into the cigar industry.
1: Yes, I was. And I can tell you that the passion definitely has trickled down into the next generation. And I can sometimes be as long-winded as my father. So if you see me Just carrying the whole conversation after one question. Don't be alarmed.
0: Uh, No problem. The more the better. (laughs) And I think what people find interesting is there is, you know, when you talk about cigar tobacco, you think, okay, well, it grows in one farm and it's got to be pretty you know, relatively simple to, to discuss, but there's so many different nuances. The same thing with a blend of a cigar. The wrapper can change the complexion. Uh, a strip of Lajero, a half strip, can change the entire uh, flavor of the cigar. So there's really so many nuances. So you're born into the cigar industry. And talk about your, your just reminisce your first memories of being around the farm and being around uh, the factory.
1: For us, my father has always said that um, we're not a very creative family. Interestingly enough, you know, he says, I have six kids and we all work in tobacco, 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 tobacco. We only know how to do one thing, and that is tobacco. And therefore, he says we're not very creative. But I think you have to be very creative to be able to create new cigars and new blends and be able to appeal to the different market. But along my brothers and my sisters I definitely grew up in the farm we are really more farmers than anything else and then we have evolved into then the cigar world and then also into the sales and marketing but in origin we were on my father's side tobacco farmers and on my mother's side we were rice uh, cattle and coffee and I grew up in the farm since a very young age i can tell you i don't have memory without the farm And every single one of my memories, I can tell you that almost every weekend I was there with my grandfather, uh, horseback riding, swimming in the river, playing hide and seek amongst the crops, which sometimes got us into trouble. But it was just a very nice, uh, you could say, worry-free environment where we could grow around tobacco.
0: Well, it's interesting because I'll never forget. Uh, on a trip down with uh, the Cul- Edgar Coleman Jr. of General Cigar, yeah. It was a three-day trip, and he said tonight we're going actually to Jopito Kellner's uh, farm, and they've got yes. special entertainment, and they've got uh, we're going to have dinner there. So we're thinking there was maybe eight of us. We're thinking okay, we'll have just a little dinner and you know have some cigars, and of course your dad was there, and I believe Jopito's your uncle, correct?
1: Uh, correct. Okay.
0: So we get there and there was like eight or nine of us. I mean, I'm telling you, if there were 10, that was a lot. And there must have been about a band of maybe six or eight men. So there was a great, they had entertainment going on. They had a buffet spread out. There must have been about 15 different dishes with a, you know, an attendant at every dish. I mean, it was like a, it was just over the top. And the hospitality that your uncle and your dad showed us was just absolutely incredible. And every time I visited your dad down at the factory, at the farm, it's the exact same thing. It is just uh, incredible hospitality. And I think that, you know, when people go down to visit, it's family. And Yes. You grew up obviously in the tobacco industry, in the cigar industry, around family. And I think that spreads to other people who come and visit as well.
1: It's part to do uh, how we were raised. And definitely I think the Latino Dominican culture has to do with it. We're always very happy to not only receive people at our homes, but also to share with them our culture and let them know what we're all about. Every time somebody comes down and visit... I get so excited because I, get, I have the opportunity not only to show them what I love, which is tobacco and cigars, but I also get to show them a little bit about the people and the culture, and the different touristic, uh, ecological sites to see of the Dominican Republic. It's a very beautiful country. And Absolutely. everybody that goes falls in love with it because it has so much to offer, not only in touristic sites, but also the people are so warm. And I'd like to say that everybody in the cigar industry has a little bit about, of that.
0: Absolutely. What I find amazing is uh, there is several restaurants down in Santiago where all the cigar manufacturers congregate, and uh, it's incredible. I mean, you'd see your dad, Carlito Fuente, you'd see Manuel Casada, you'd see everybody down there. Everybody was <laughs> under the same roof, uh, smoking cigars and and uh, and socializing. And I, I was just amazed the first time I went down there. Geez, 24 years ago, but every time I go back, it really is. It, it's it's a wonderful place to visit, and you do feel like family. So let's talk about. Plus, you, growing up, you're around the the farms, you're around the factory, you then become of age where you say, okay, now it's time for me to decide what I want to do for the rest of my life, or at least for the next five or ten years. So let's take Mm -hmm. us to that. Let's go to that point and how you decided to enter the cigar business.
1: I always knew, you could say, uh, it's something I've told in previous interviews, but I think it's, it's quite, it makes it quite clear. You know how in you know, growing up in school, elementary, middle school, they have career day. They ask you to dress up as whatever you want to be in the future. And of course, people show up as baseball players, uh, as basketball players. They show up as astronauts, police, firefighters. And I was the guy that would show up or the little kid that would show up with a Panama hat and cigars in his pocket. And I would go to school, which was a very, very Christian school. You could say almost anti-tobacco. And I would walk in with cigars and very proudly say, I wanted to be in tobacco and cigars. And everybody would look at me like, who, what is this? And all the teachers would tell me that I would have to put the cigars away. And I just wouldn't. I would firmly stand every year. (laughs)
0: So you went in, going into school with the cigars, you already had the look, you knew it. So, okay, mm-hmm. so you, you are now ready to enter into the real world, as they say, from the academic world, and your first stop was Davidoff, correct?
1: Yes. You could say that my first official job was in 2014, January 7th, 2014. That's when I first started in the factory, Davidoff Tabadon factory. And I started as an intern with a really, really low salary for about a year and a half. My father told me I had to really start from the bottom. I was even mopping the floors, carrying the big bales. You know, I'm, If you know me, I'm not a very heavy, big guy. I'm very skinny, very slim. So just looking, imagine the son of Henky Counter trying to carry 100-pound bales from right. one side to the side. It was probably a very funny sight to see. But, I mean, I started at around the age of... So 2014. But really, before that, I was already working for the company in in indirect ways. I would help out with the tours of the factory. I would do tastings. The first tasting I ever did was I was 17 years old. Uh, So I was already working. And I would say it's the community service without really getting compensated just for, for just for the cigars.
0: Listen, you never had a problem, Klaus, getting cigars because all you needed to do was go over to one of those rolling tables or into the aging room where thousands and thousands of Davidoffs and AVO cigars were being aged. All you needed to do was just pull one right from the aging room.
1: I could probably count in one hand how many times I've paid for a cigar.
0: I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I remember the first time I went to go see your dad, we're in the aging room and I said, what, what are those? He says, oh, those are the Grand Crew." He's like, take a few, go ahead. So I said, well, Hanky, if you insist. So took one and lit one right up. And that is really a cool experience when you can pull one before a band is even on it. You know, as you you're in the aging room, really surrounded by probably hundreds of thousands, if not a million or so cigars. It really is absolutely incredible. So you interned for Davidoff. All right, your internship ends. What year was that?
1: So that was about a year and a half after, so you could say mid 2015. Okay. And part of my internship also included being sent to the United States, so here to the Pinellas Park offices, and only for a couple months. And they showed me the sales side, the marketing, the finance, how the distribution worked. So I even was in the back in the warehouse learning how to ship, how to pack the cigars and everything. And after those three months there, they offered me a job. At the time, it was Richard Krutik and Jim Young. And they told me that they wanted me to be junior brand ambassador at the time. And it's really my first step into the market where I really get to see the stores, get to know the store owners, get to meet consumers, uh, cigar aficionados at the store, at events. And I did that for about a year and a half, but it was all part of the master plan because I remember when I asked my father, what the, if I want to work in cigars, what should I do? He told me that I had to spend some years in the United States learning right. the market because it's not good enough to just know how to make cigars, how to grow tobacco, how to blend, but you also have to understand the market and you also have to understand the consumers. So it was all part of the master plan, you could say.
0: All right, so you're offered the job as a junior brand ambassador, and how long did you hold that job for?
1: Another year and a half. I've been jumping back and forth every about every year and a half to two years. So right after that, I went to Dominican Republic, and I went back to the factory, and I worked in the factory, but I also, most importantly, also maintained a very important key role in, in the marketing department. And I did that for about a year and a half, and I also... Uh, started also widening my, my, widening my opportunities, also talking to Pro Cigar and other organizations in the Dominican Republic because it's not just only about the company, but it's also about the industry as a whole. So I started getting involved more at a country level with activities, events, and I definitely started widening my perspective of the industry, not just staying to one company in that sense. But then after that, for a year and a half, then I came back to the United States. And now I've been in the United States for two years, uh, with the position I currently hold, which is now senior brand ambassador. But I also have influ- I also work with Latin America. I work uh, pretty in tune with the marketing team in Switzerland, uh, making sure that the blends are right that the language of the marketing team is correct so they have like a tobacco guy in the marketing team making sure that everything is well and everything is well transmitted to the consumer and of course I do all the events and I handle a lot of the social media so it's 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 a job that has a lot of facets mainly events social media and also a lot of marketing in-house
0: Camacho has one of the most unique portfolios of cigars their slogan is Live Loud. Cigars with loads of flavor, loads of taste, incredible complexity, and the brand new Camacho Nicaragua fits in perfectly to the Camacho portfolio. Forged in fire, forged in volcanic soil, beautifully rolled, the new Camacho Nicaragua features full frontal flavor, subtle sweetness, spiciness, oaky flavors, three beautiful sizes a e robusto, a toro, and a Grand Churchill uses an Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Three-filler blend from Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. What you get with Camacho Nicaragua is a spicy, earthy, robust-tasting cigar. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would say this is a 7. It's medium-plus, medium-medium-plus, slightly full, but it is a beautiful cigar to add to your repertoire. The Camacho Nicaragua, available now on retailers or at DavidoffGeneva.com. Klaus, as the senior brand ambassador, you deal with marketing, you do events, and certainly over the last five months or so with the Chinese Wuhan virus, events have been pretty much uh, squashed. They put the kibosh on events for obvious uh, reasons. So you've been doing virtual events. How is the virtual events, how have they been accepted and... Uh, what is the biggest change, obviously, from not interacting with people, but what's the biggest change from doing those interactive events compared to the real live events where you're in the store, you're, you're, you're meeting people, you're smoking the cigar, you're selling the cigar? Let's talk about those differences.
1: I can tell you, Dave, that, of course, there will never be anything like an in-person event. You will never be able to beat that. But obviously, I can't be everywhere. And when I was junior brand ambassador back in 2016, that year alone, I did over 200 events. It was almost 300 events, over 200 days out on out on the road. And I was on over 100 planes just covering the United States market, right? You could put a number to that. Let's say 200, right? And let's say I met 30 people per event, 200 events, 30 people per event, what, 6,000, right? It's it's not, that's 6,000 people I had a direct impact with. Now, with social media and with doing events online, since the late March till the end of, uh, till the beginning of July, I had the number. I had done uh, over 100 events already in that short amount of time. And an impact. I had. I had over two million. Um, you could say interactions with people that saw my videos, that liked my videos, that commented, that shared the video. And you could say that from in, in a month, in a, in three months, I had an impact of two million engagements. And that is something that you cannot replicate in person. But you do lose a little bit of the in person. So, what we try to do is we try to hold events that are as inclusive as possible with different programs, with Zoom, with StreamYard, uh, different programs that allow us to interact as much as possible with the people and have them comment. And it makes them almost feel like I'm there. I will never be there, but I am actually spending time with them and answering their questions one by one. And it feels like I am there. And what's interesting is not I'm not not only covering the United States. But I am doing events in Italy, in the UK, Spain, uh, for Asia, for uh, Latin America, Argentina. I just just the other day, I was doing an event, a uh, wine-based event with the famous flying winemaker, Michel Roland, and he was tuning in from France. And our reach is ridiculous. And the people I can reach around the world is just amazing. So I do love how how much impact is had? The only issue is that, of course, doing it in store event, you can also always tie it to a sale, and it's a little harder to tie in these events to sales so people can actually purchase a cigar when it's virtual. So that's one of the challenges, trying to get people on board to really sit in their computer at their home, be able to enjoy a cigar with us, and then also attach a sale to that event. So that's really one of the biggest challenges, and also you know that the cigar industry, Uh, is a little bit on the older generation side. So getting some people on board with virtual events has been a discussion. And now people are getting more tuned in to what a virtual event is, and they're more accepting of it. And some people have had amazing success, and now they believe in these virtual events.
0: Well, and I think we'll see a combination when, when the country opens up again, which it will, we will see a combination where... It may be for some smaller retailers across the country or hard to reach parts of the country. It may be beneficial to do these virtual type of events tied in with some sort of special deal or cigar launch. And then in other retailers, you do the live events. So I think when the country opens up, it wouldn't surprise me to see a combination of both.
1: Yes. And I believe also that not only are we going to have some in-store events, in-person events, because that will never disappear. And we're also not only are we also going to have only virtual events, but what I'm trying to I'm starting to see is that in places where the country has started to open up and there's not as many cases of COVID-19. So I can stay here safe in Florida doing the events. But at the store level, they're doing an in-store event and they have me on the big screen. You know, it's like a special guest tuning in from another country, from another state. And then they're having a full blown event at the store level but I'm not there in person. And then on top of that, other people are joining in virtually. So you, you don't have to go to the store now to be part of this event, but if you want to, you can still be part of the event at the store. So I'm seeing a hybrid event of in-store plus uh, technological plus uh, virtual, which is great. And it reaches more people again, and it also maintains people safe. You know, Some people are still not ready to be going out into the world and exposing themselves.
0: One of the premier cigar manufacturers, cigar blenders, cigar tobacco growers, A.J. Fernandez. Based in Nicaragua, has farms all over the country, magnificent factory, produces excellent cigars, huge portfolio. One of the brands that he released, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez, a full flavored powerhouse. It is a beast of a cigar. Beast in a good way, meaning you're going to get a lot of flavor, a lot of zestiness, a lot of richness, a ton of spice, dark Nicaraguan Oscuro wrapper, jalapa binder, the filler from three regions in Nicaragua, Condega, Esteli, and Ometepe. What's special about Ometepe? It's a volcanic island. There's is a volcano right on the island, and consequently, the lava that flowed out of that, uh, that, 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 That area, that volcano, yielded incredible richness to the soil. Great natural fertilizer, and it produces an incredible taste. So if you're looking for a cigar that is loaded with richness, loaded with spice, loaded with flavor, that's box-pressed, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez. You can't go wrong. And in fact, it also comes in a Connecticut and a Cameroon. And the Cameroon New World is the Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for August. So all members will be receiving three fantastic New World Cameroons. Very difficult rapper to work with. Very Tough wrapper to obtain, but it yields an incredible taste. So if you're looking for a medium-flavored cigar with some nice spiciness, sweetness, the New World Cameroon. If you want a full-flavored box-press powerhouse, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez, cigars.com. Klaus, doing all these virtual events, have you been able to see direct sales results or increased share of doing these events in stores or uh, just uh, uh, with cigar connoisseurs across the country across the globe have you been able to translate that into more people sampling davidoff cigars
1: yes normally these events come with a package so it's at the beginning when this all started we wanted to do uh, what was right by the people. And we knew that a lot of people were at home. There was a lot of uncertainty. So we were doing a lot of little seminars, a little lives on Instagram, on Facebook, that were free. But now we have transitioned to, let's make these events a little more exclusive. Let's give the, the consumer more time with the person that is doing the event. In this case, it would be me. And so they can ask and they can actually feel like they are having a one-on-one with me. So now we are selling tickets for these events. So when they join, We we send them the cigars or the store sells the cigars to the person if it's an event through the store, and they get that. But not only that, we're also doing a promotion with these events. We're able to see a lot of sales. And I can tell you that when I was doing events back in 2016, if I had an average of $100 per head uh, of people that attended the event, it wasn't the best event, but I was satisfied. If I I was seeing $200 per person at an event, I was very happy. But we are seeing events virtually where we're seeing $300, $400 per attendee. And again, we have had tremendous success. Not every event that we've done has had this kind of success. But we have, because some people are still not 100%, uh, you could say, versed on how this works and how to promote virtually. They're still a little shy. But I can tell you that the people that have definitely owned these virtual events are doing very well. and They're seeing the benefits. And this is very important for the brick and mortar because we need to support our, our, our appointed merchants. We need to support the stores. And these, these people have been going through a lot of issues. And by providing these events for them, they're able to maintain their business and keep promoting our cigars.
0: Well, you bring up an interesting question. How many Davidoff appointed merchants are there in the United States?
1: The appointed merchant system for the Davidoff Davidoff United States, and I'm specifically talking about the United States, is right now uh, over 250 or a little bit under 300. We normally have about 275 appointed merchants. So that means that if you want to purchase a Davidoff cigar, you only have really uh, 270 uh, appointed merchants in the country that really uh, have the whole portfolio. We do offer cigars... Uh, at Oreca, at at bars, at hotels, with smaller uh, portfolios. But really, if you want to have the full Davidoff experience, you have to go to one of these 270.
0: Right. And as well as uh, you can purchase at DavidoffGeneva.com because there are people that live sometimes several hundred miles from a Davidoff-appointed retailer. So the DavidoffGeneva.com site is available for those people that would like to purchase the Davidoff cigars as well. And one of the great talking about the great appointed merchants the great uh, davidoff branded cigar lounges and stores in not only the country but in the world is right in our backyard where you and I uh, live and 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 uh, originate from and that is the cigar city of tampa the davidoff of geneva store and lounge about 5 minutes from tampa international airport in the metwest center Just a magnificent store and lounge, over 5,000 square feet. We've done many shows from there. And Jeff Borshowitz, uh, who is the owner and the proprietor, and Tommy Diadio, their general manager, who we know very well. It is really a showplace, not only in the United States, but I think in the world.
1: If you could replicate that everywhere around the world, of course, the different laws for alcohol and everything. right? But if you could replicate that store everywhere, the cigar industry, woof. Would would people would see the cigar industry different? Because what's really cool about that of, of Geneva in Tampa since 1911 is that, I mean, anybody can go there and feel comfortable. You are seeing people that don't enjoy cigars just go there because the vibe, the ambiance is so amazing. The selection for drinks for cocktails is, is amazing, and it's just a good time. So it invites people not only from our industry but from outside of the industry to enjoy the cigar world so we, if we could replicate that it would be amazing for the cigar industry
0: no doubt about it you walk in and you're overwhelmed and i say that's really a destination because i know that i have i frequent there very often we have recorded uh, many shows from the davidoff of geneva store and lounge in tampa and the number of people that have heard about it, that listen to uh, the Cigar Dave show, the Cigar Dave podcast, that have come in from other parts of the country saying, I heard about this place, I had to see it for myself. And the one thing they say is, General, it definitely did not disappoint. But you also have some other Davidoff-owned uh, stores and lounges across the country. Why don't we talk about those as well?
1: Yes. Uh, the We have Davidoff of Geneva since 1911, uh, which are st- owned by davinoff in in new york so we have three of them of course the famous uh madison avenue store that one's been around uh, for over 30 years now and that one is probably you could say like the mecca in the united states it's really really uh, amazing store and we have one right right where the world trade center was that one is uh, beautiful, a little bit of a newer concept, and, of, and one in and Sixth Avenue. So anywhere you are in, the, in in Manhattan, you can definitely visit one of these three locations. Also in Brooklyn, we have another one, but not owned by Davidoff, but uh, it's it's also a beautiful location. We also have stores in Atlanta, we have stores in Houston, and then we have in Vegas as well. The the one in Vegas is also very beautiful, owned by Matt, and we have all these stores. But on top of the stores, we also have lounges and you have davidoff lounges all over the place there's there's not that many but in different cities and those are basically an appointed merchant that has invested into a beautiful lounge normally with membership and it is like the davidoff experience but owned by the appointed merchant and last but not least i do want to also mention uh, the blend bar um the blend bar with davidoff cigars they have four stores a so blend bar Definitely is a really great concept where the lounge and in the, in the, in the, in the sitting area has the blend concept, but the humidor has the Davidoff concept. And they do very well. And, and there's one more. We did just reopen up a new store in the Hard Rock down in Fort Lauderdale. And that one is probably our newest one. And it is fantastic at the, the famous Guitar Hotel.
0: And let's not forget Vegas as well. Vegas, another great uh, location that you have there right in the heart, right on the Strip. Can't miss it.
1: Yep. That, I mean, that's a great location right in the middle of the Strip. And I think what, what I love about Vegas is that, of course, you are in Vegas. So you have this whole ambiance of Vegas. And when you go to the, to the lounge, it's almost like price is no option, no, no objection in, the, in, that, in that scenario. And you see people enjoying limited editions. You see people enjoying cigars that sometimes you don't see quite as often being enjoyed in other places. So it definitely has its own culture of cigar aficionados in Vegas.
0: Gurkha Cigars has always been known for exquisite cigars, impeccable packaging. And Gurkha launched last summer the Gurkha Nicaragua Series, their first ever Nicaraguan Puro. It uses an all Nicaraguan tobacco blend. Top to bottom, a Corojo 99 wrapper over dual Corojo 99 binders and a Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 filler. What does that mean? You get medium to full bodied taste, nice peppery notes, spicy finish. It is the Gurkha Nicaraguan series, 100% Nicaraguan Puro, 100% full-bodied flavor. Give the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series a try. Check out the entire Gurkha line at gurkhasigars.com. Klaus, let's also talk about what it takes to become a Davidoff-appointed merchant because there are new retailers that are being appointed every year. It's not a static process. Uh, What what are the requirements for a retailer to be able to be designated as a Davidoff-appointed merchant?
1: You know, the, the requirements are very strict. And it's not only what does it require to become a Davroff appointed merchant, but what is required to also stay as an appointed merchant. Because you can also lose it. And really, in my opinion, the most important thing when you want to become an appointed merchant is that you have to believe in the brand. You have to understand what, what it means, what it stands for, the philosophy of Zeno Davroff. You have to understand... And be able to present these cigars in such a manner of course from our team from our side we give you all the tools necessary to be able to activate and be able to present the cigars as well as possible including staff training so your staff is well prepared so they can definitely believe in the product and be able to present it properly become our little brand ambassadors at the store level because that's the first person the consumer sees and that's one of my responsibilities i have to train Uh, the staff members and we also have a beautiful Academy program that's online so the the staff can get trained but also you need to have history with us so you can't just open up a store and then the next day have Davidoff you need to also work with us build the account with us believe in the other brands such as AVO Camacho and all the others that we have and prove to us that you are willing to definitely uh, commit to a brand like Davidoff not only commit by wanting to do it but also it is a financial investment it's it's not cheap to carry the whole Davidoff portfolio and when we carry the whole Davidoff portfolio that's super important because I am of the belief that by carrying the full Davidoff portfolio a consumer that walks into the store will never be disappointed A consumer might be looking for a particular cigar but if you don't carry the whole Davidoff portfolio it might not be there And being able to walk into any appointed merchant in the United States and be guaranteed that they will have that cigar, that is just one less worry that the consumer has. And that's one more experience that we can provide customer service to the consumer.
0: Klaus, what is the Zeno Davidoff philosophy?
1: Mm, You could say that the the tagline that the company has definitely uh, embodies a big chunk of it, which is time beautifully filled. And Time is one of those things that we cannot recuperate and we have a a limited amount of time on this earth and definitely being able to fill this time beautifully, completely and have the best experience is definitely very important from the consumer side. When we're talking about time beautifully filled from a retailer side, you have to be sure that anybody that walks into those doors is treated like royalty. And Zeno Davidoff, back when he was alive in his store in Geneva, he he would get called by different people. And one time he got called by the the ex-king of, of, of Egypt, Farouk. And his assistant called and he's like, hey, I have for, uh, this, um, the King Farouk coming to your store. Please make sure to treat him well. And Zeno's response was, sir, do not worry. We treat everybody here like they're kings. And that Absolutely. is part of the philosophy. Treat everybody like they are the most important person at that moment.
0: And Zeno had another great philosophy that was in his well-known book that has been since republished and translated. If your wife doesn't like the aroma of your cigar, change wives. <laughs> <You know, laughs> really, I love that. The, and, and, and now, I say that, I tell all that all right. the time, and people tell me, they go, General, you know what an expensive proposition that would be? And I say to them, that's why you must have a prenuptial agreement. If your wife does not, and what I find amazing is every so often we would get calls on the show where people would say, you know, I met this great woman, she loves cigars, no problem, it's all great. And I'd always say, just make sure you have the prenuptial agreement signed. And, of course, <laughs> they would call back and say, yep, I took your advice. And a year later, I'll never forget, one gentleman called and said, General? I'm glad I took your advice. My wife loved the fact that I smoked cigars and went and played golf and went to Vegas with my buddies until after we were married. Then everything changed. Didn't want me smoking my cigars in my cigar lounge, wanted to get rid of my cigar lounge, wanted to stop me from going to Vegas with my buddies, Stop playing golf. He said, so I took your advice. If your wife doesn't like the aroma of your cigar, change wives. And he did. And it cost him nothing, he told me. So it was an absolutely beautiful I'll add something
1: to that. You know, the, we, part of the philosophy, this is not just Xeno you know, Davido philosophy, but part of the philosophy in the factory, when we're making blends, the most important thing, if, besides creating great flavor, positive balance and everything, but the most important thing when creating a cigar is consistency. You know, that every time you have the cigar that you love, it's exactly the same cigar. And consistency is so important nowadays. You know, there's so many inconsistencies in the world. And we always say in the factory, and my father always said, that a man should always look for consistency in two things, his wife and his cigars. And then he said, if if your cigar is not consistent, if your cigar is not loyal to you, if the flavors are not the same that you have always come to love, change your cigar. If your wife is not loyal to you, if your wife is not consistent with you, then change your wife. It just might be a little bit more expensive.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> got to have the prenuptial agreement, and that lessens mm-hmm. the cost, no doubt about it. Klaus Kellner, the senior brand ambassador, official title, senior manager of brand activations for Davidoff. In the next... Cigar Day podcast. We'll talk with Klaus about the new Davidoff cigars that are being launched. They have some a special cigar that is being reintroduced, and some new introductions to be looking out for on the horizon. Cigar Dave, the general saying: Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra, extra long. Semper delictatio, always pleasure, and long live the Alpha.